All right, you guys are going to get one last fun episode uh, with the uh, Ronick and Hoffmeister uh, married couples here. <laughs> so you hang out with Brian and Melissa. Thanks, darling, for coming today. You're welcome. <laughs> and Cammie and Justin. Hello. Mm-hmm. And uh, we're going to call this the uh, the Everything Else uh, <laughs> episode. Uh, you know, speaking some discipleship mm-hmm. uh, in, into the seasons of life of, of our marriages and our personalities and all that. And so uh, let's just jump into it. Have, have you noticed any definable seasons of mm-hmm. our marriage? Was this up until this season changed? You, you, could, you could see it, you could feel it, and then we had to learn a different kind of marriage. Mm-hmm. And then the season mm-hmm. changed again. If that happened, what were those markers of, you know, I'm, I am in a new season right now. I think I think the biggest it all goes with kids for for us I think or job change but mostly or kids or a pandemic one of those yeah. I mean, yeah. yeah. <laughs> okay so there's a lot, so there's yeah. a lot of things yeah. <laughs> uh, but yeah having having the second baby I think first baby was smooth for us second baby was a roller coaster she and, was a roller coaster yeah <laughs> still is yeah uh-huh. um and kind of rocked our marriage there and then. Yeah, and then the pandemic was another one. Pandemic, and now kind of getting into kids a little bit older, and yeah, yeah, all the activities so. and mm-hmm. yeah, their personalities and the fact that they don't go to bed quite as early and yeah. <laughs> so was it the is it on principle the second child created the new season or it's just this particular second child? Um, yes, all of the above. <laughs> <laughs> all funny. of the above. Yes. Melissa, how would you mark off seasons? Yeah, I well, when you said it, I was like, oh, the honeymoon stage. Like, I think that's the fun part of marriage is mm-hmm. like that beginning season, you know. And then I would agree, like, we added children. We had three kids, five and under, and that sleepless. Our kids did not sleep. Mm-hmm. So that was really um, tiring. It took a toll on our marriage and our intimacy. And then um, – now we're in a really fun season. All of our kids are teenagers and, you know, they want to be gone on a Friday night. And so mm-hmm. we're finding this circle back to a little bit of that honeymoon stage of like, oh, we get to have a date and we get to spend time with each other because we really like each other. And so. So it's funny because I don't know if it's back to the honeymoon stage or forward to the pre-empty nester stage. Nestry. Yeah. Because yeah. there are times when we're looking at each other on a Friday night like, we got a date. <laughs> And I don't know what to say, and I don't know what to do. It's just... We talked about everything in 22 years, uh-huh. we'll come up with something. I do Good. think um, job change, Cami. I like that you mentioned yeah. that too. We I went from working part-time to full-time. We're both working full-time, and that was a season of adjustment for our marriage yeah. too. Like, oh, who should cook, and mm-hmm. how does cleaning happen, and what does that look like? And so I feel like transitions are really, you know big impacts impactors i guess on our how our marriage is doing yeah so what i'm hearing is it's not here's the definable mile markers for everyone mm-hmm. it's the life changed yeah and the marriage needed to change with it mm-hmm. and obviously kids is a it's a big consistent yeah. Uh, yeah. consistent one how about with church planting did that affect your marriage it actually brought us together. I yeah. think that was a That's positive cool. and, um, season for us. It gave us a shared vision, something to work towards together, mm-hmm. something to be praying about consistently. I think our prayer life was really 
healthy during those early years of the church plant. Mm -hmm. Um, I think there are other years of doing ministry that were, um, more of a struggle on our marriage. Yeah. But anytime we could have a shared vision, we really grow together and that we've seen that a couple different seasons. Um, so yeah, that was a fun one. That's Any good. positive seasons for you guys that were like, oh, that was a fun season. I'll let you answer I this think, one. I feel like the season we're in now, I mean, our kids. This is a fun one. Yeah, our kids are, as Kami said, they're showing their personality more. They're getting older. We can leave them at home and yeah, go Yeah, hallelujah. Walks. Oh, man. That is, <laughs> for all the young parents out there, that is a game changer. That day, you, yeah, yeah, that day is great. <laughs> <laughs> Run to the store and just leave them home alone and. Yeah. yeah, I think. I yeah, feel and like you've been working from home every once in a while, so we'll just go. To, I mean, it's so silly. It's like the grocery store run, but it just feels like, yeah, we're in that fun, like we get to actually hang out again mm-hmm. stage. So yeah. that is true. Well, Susan sounds like <clears throat> defining the seasons are all over the board. Mm-hmm. At least define for me, regardless of what the season is, what are some of the common principles of here is how she and he sync up again and the two become one? Hmm. Whatever season just shifted in front of us. Mm-hmm. I think um, giving yourselves permission to readdress the season is super important. I mean, we pause and take an hour to go sign our kids up for a sport, or we pause and take time to, you know, go to church and reconnect with God. But like, do we really give our marriages permission to take? an hour, a whole afternoon to say, hey, we're little pulse check. Mm-hmm. Where's our marriage? What do we kind of picture in the next season? What was good or bad about the last season? I mean, you do that in, in business all the time, right? Mm-hmm. little SWOT analysis happening in the marriage. <laughs> Strength, weakness, opportunities, threats. Like, it sounds silly, but like sometimes that's all it takes to just reorient, you mm-hmm. know, where you are and where you're going. Mm-hmm. So... But I think our culture wants us to just like act like we should always have it together. Mm-hmm. And um, I, I think that's a big, that's a big miss. I think that that's true for us too. We've had a couple uh, really key times when we actually got away like for an entire mm-hmm. weekend and allowed that's ourselves good. to dream again. And, you know, by, by the end of Friday night, we had talked about all the, the to-dos and all the calendar stuff and all the things we need to sync up on. And now we're just enjoying our, you know, our time together. And we're talking about the things we want to do or the things that God has placed on our heart. And um, so I think, I think you're right. I think getting, I mean, yeah, an hour. But I think for us, it has been those, those like weekends away every couple yeah, of years to just good. like completely resync and and uh dream again together mm-hmm. yeah. especially around the times of transitions and things like that like job yeah. transitions i feel like mm-hmm. that's a big part of it because mm-hmm. as you had mentioned before about like when you're going part-time to full-time like taking the time to understand like what is that going to do for mm-hmm. the nightly routines and yeah. things like which is that. funny we don't do it we just start going and then yeah. figure it out yeah maybe we should talk about this <laughs> Um, as you say that getting away is super important, right? In a marriage, um, we've had seasons though, where we've lived states away from people Mm. that were family or that we were, would naturally, um, be able to pass our kids off. And I know not everyone's a parent in a marriage, right? That's not the case. But if you are a parent, um, we had to lean into some friendships. Mm -hmm. We did friendship swaps where we would watch 
their kids for literally a whole weekend, two yeah. nights away, and then they would watch our kids. And it sounds extreme, but like that got us through those few years that we lived far from family. And so um, sometimes it takes a lot to coordinate time for your marriage, but it is totally worth it. And I think other families would value, you know, that ask knowing they would have that option too. And I think also along those same lines, getting away with or spending time with someone in your circle, another married couple who are for your marriage and are going to speak into, like we have, you know, our really good friends that are for our marriage and are going to speak into it and are going to recognize the really good things and, and speak into and pray for the the hard things. Yeah. Sometimes mm-hmm. you just need that friend to normalize like, I hear you. Yeah. But remember, this is not as big of a deal. Yes. <laughs> right. <laughs> right. For yeah. sure. <laughs> so seasons are uh, uh, something that's different in front of us at all times and responding mm-hmm. to it. But another thing that's different is the personalities. Yeah. Cami, um, I know you're super passionate about love this. Enneagrams yes. and the effect on marriages thereof. Yes. So, get, get us inside that that dynamic as it as it helps us grow with Jesus and each other. Yeah, I think that uh that was a huge uh turn turn for me personally when I really started to understand my personality and then on the flip side my husband's personality and be able to I was able to start to extend more grace mm-hmm. to him for things. I was able to understand maybe why he viewed things the way that he did. Um and so that was really pivotal for me to, to understand. And I use Enneagram. Some people might use different personality. Um, Just being able to express the different feelings that you're having. Yeah. Um, and my best friend is the same Enneagram number. So that's really good too. Same Enneagram <laughs> as, number as, as Justin. me. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, oh. So I can say to him, I can yep. say to her, I'm so frustrated. This is what he did. And she goes, yeah, that's normal. <laughs> so <laughs> that helps. Yeah, yeah, that yeah, helps. That, was, that would be so I don't know. I really, I really enjoy um, being able to understand a little bit more about the the give and take, and maybe their desires or their needs. Um, I think is helpful. I like. Um, there's. I know. Like you mentioned, the Enneagram. There's a lot of different personality tests, and I think the thing that jumps out to me too is they often talk about like how their personality will show up when they're healthy and Mm -hmm. then how their personality shows up when they're not healthy. Yeah. And that's helped me with um, relating to Brian of like, whoa, those are some really unhealthy traits. I know there's probably something deeper going on of like, Mm. this isn't who you are. Like this Mm -hmm. isn't your core character. You just are living out of an unhealthy place. And so, A, how do we get back to healthy? Like, have you been sleeping enough? Have you had enough sunlight? Time? <laughs> sunlight. Brian needs a lot of sunlight. Um, we, Maybe. This is clearly public knowledge. Yeah. <laughs> oh, everyone knows that. Um, but yeah, I mean, we joke about it, but it's so true when I can, can be a, like... Can a guy not have a bad day sometimes? <laughs> I just have a bad day. We call that winter. That yeah. yeah. So, we just March is talking. Yeah. talking about oh, okay, okay. March but is coming, Brian. March is I coming. can have more grace for Brian in February and March than maybe I would in July. So that's <laughs> that's good. And same for myself. Like when I catch myself in a thought life, mm-hmm. you know, or like where I'm going somewhere, I'm like, eh, that's my really unhealthy self. So I like that too. And I like sometimes that I can identify 
we just had an argument this past week and not an argument. I got, I was having a meltdown. You were not arguing with me. <laughs> <laughs> I was listening. You were just you watching were listening. it happen. Yes. Yes. <laughs> and, you know, because I know my personality so well, I was able to say, I am doing this because of this. And you may not, you know, you may not understand that this, but this is why I'm doing this. And it helped him to, to understand that piece of me. And not that we can use that as an excuse for behavior, but it just to help understand each other better, I guess. That's good. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I love it. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, let's make sure we end on a discipleship kind of note here. Mm-hmm. So what what is the role of the marriage in discipling each other towards Jesus mm-hmm. or the, the place of the marriage of opening that circle up to be disciple makers for Jesus together? Mm-hmm. I'll let you take it in whatever direction you'd like. Hmm. <laughs> We're all looking at each other. <laughs> well, as you said that, one one sweet thought came to my mind. So we have, you know, teenage boys who are, are deep into learning about relationship. And it's it's uh, always an eye-opening thing to, to learn about your marriage through the lens of some little people in mm-hmm. your life, right? Mm-hmm. They are quick to take sides as we're, we try to let them in a little bit on our, you know, disagreements or communication or just what's going on in um, our family unit. And it's fun to watch, you know, as we open our marriage up a little bit to our kids, obviously they don't need to know everything, Mm -hmm. but allowing our marriage to be a discipleship tool for them as they're Mm -hmm. thinking about how do I take care of the women in my life? You know, the girls that I interact with at school, girls that I would like to be dating. Like, what does that look like? What, how do I show up when they're disappointed in me? Mm -hmm. How do I, um, how am I Jesus to them? And so that's been a fun thing. I think in our new season to be able to not withhold that from our kids, Mm -hmm. like they're watching, they're learning, like I want to raise great husbands and it starts at 15, 16, 17, you know? Mm -hmm. Um, so Super challenging, messy through it all, but um, that's been fun. And I think it keeps me more aware of like, well, how am I treating you? You know, when we think about discipling each other, um, it keeps me a little bit on my toes of like, what kind of wife do I want them to look for? And am I modeling that for them? Well, kids are tiny little mirrors all, Mm -hmm. all all the time, reflecting back how we're living. Yeah. I would say for us, I said this in the previous episode, but we didn't always have a relationship with Jesus together. Mm-hmm. Uh, we had, I had my relationship with Jesus. Justin grew up Catholic, so his mm-hmm. relationship uh, came a little later in life. Um, and so I think we've always just, we've known each other since we were 16. So we just mm-hmm. kind of started our marriage the same way we had always done it, where, you know, we had our separate, uh, our separate quiet times, our separate studies we were doing. We never really talked about anything. Um, and I would say in the last couple of years, the biggest shift for us is, uh, has been asking what God's doing. You know, like, what have you heard lately? Um, what are you discerning? We're reading the Bible in the year together this year. Um, and so using the little Bible app to write little comments, cause we don't read at the same time, you know, so writing little comments and being like, Oh, that's what you learned. And that's what God's revealing to you. Um, and that's been really cool for us to 
mm-hmm. to figure out together. Mm-hmm. Um, so it'll be fun. It's great. Yeah. Another thing that I think you had touched on just a little bit ago too, is like the friends and making sure that like having friends that love your marriage as much as you do and yeah. will speak good things into your marriage. Um, it can point out things when there needs to be. Um, but then also just, yeah, having those friends in your life that can, um, disciple you along with, um, your spouse. Mm-hmm. How, so that's what I love you brought that up, Justin, like how did you start that? Right. I'm sure there's a lot of guys who are like, there's no way <laughs> I could bring Jesus up in my male friendships. I hear that a lot. You know, girls are a little more feely relational. Like mm-hmm. what did that look like for you? Like how did that even start? Yeah. I mean, I think it was kind of just getting together with a group of guys within the church that mm-hmm. had a love for Jesus. And so just kind of talking through with them and then also within our own MC, um, kind of, um, bringing that up, but just kind of having that conversation outside, um, I don't know, I think it was like a bi-weekly basis. So kind of yeah. just getting together with other men. Um, and it gets easier as you talk with other men within your church or within your small group, um, to be able to talk to other people about that as well after that. I think it cert- takes a certain level of vulnerability too. Like you have to be okay with maybe it being the unpopular choice or the um, hard conversation to have. Yeah. For sure. Mm-hmm. That's great. Any other thoughts on uh, discipleship together? I think that's it. You're not, you're not like doing a, a nightstand uh, devotional before bed every evening. Are you kidding me? I'm in bed by seven <laughs> every day. <laughs> <laughs> Ours would be probably more in the morning. Morning, but, yes. Yeah. <laughs> I think what should be encouraging to people is like you—you you don't need another program for discipleship mm-hmm. to be going on in your marriage. Mm-hmm. It, it is the combined. Yeah. I'm chasing Jesus. You're chasing Jesus. Mm-hmm. We, we take thoughtful moments to prayer to pray together. Yeah. We put topics on the table in a way where we like we want to receive Jesus on this topic, not just my opinion and yours, and that's. And then the kids are watching. It's it is just everyday life and everyday relationships with mm-hmm. the connection to Jesus at the center of it. And I think it is taking those small moments often that makes it easier, right? Mm-hmm. Like your kids, like oh, I'm so stressed about my math test. Oh, let me stop and pray for you. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And doing that with your spouse, of like oh, I had a really bad day at work. I'm having a hard time shifting to family. Like no, I'm just going to stop, literally stop and pray for you for 10 seconds in the kitchen. And then a child walks in and he sees us praying. Like, I want that to just be so normal that they don't think twice about it, right? In another environment. Mm -hmm. And um, because then when it's really hard topics, then it's not like, oh, maybe we should pray about that. I don't know how. Yeah. Yep. Um, And even asking, I like how you said, Cami, like, well, what are you learning today? Like, Mm -hmm asking your spouse how you know did you see god show up this week like where where did you see him show up i think that's something that we ask each other like what are you hearing and Mm -hmm. um it's just gotten more natural to talk in your everyday life it's good